Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. But I do like to work on something, and that's what makes my brain be able to pause for a second because I feel self-satisfied that I am working on something because you can't feel good about yourself unless you are. I can't relax fully if I don't have, you know, if I don't feel good about what I'm working on or what I'm doing. I'm Scott Yates, photographer and multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. This show is where we meet the artist who makes our community a more beautiful place. This week, we meet Brianda Feedy. Brianda is a Rockford-based photographer and illustrator whose work explores the human psyche through dreamscapes illustrated with soft-focus portraits and abstract designs. She shows her work often with other members of the Fringe Art Syndicate. Her visual art can take form in surreal and experimental illustrations to fashion and beauty portraits. Brianda is currently working on describing nine interconnected personality types with her Enneagram series. In this episode, we discuss Brianda's earliest artistic memories, the creative power of a walk in the woods with friends, and I get a lesson in a few new vocabulary words starting with Brianda's last name. She visited the Register Star newsroom on Saturday for this podcast. So let's drop in on our conversation now. We'll just we'll just cover some of the basics at first. Okay. So uh, Brianda Fetty. It's actually Feedy. Feedy. I, I should have warned you beforehand. That would have been appropriate <laughs> warning. Um, so I've been saying it wrong in my head this whole time. Everybody has. I'm used to it. I kind of like it better anyways. It makes more sense. Feedy or Fetty? Fetty. Yeah. Cause it, there's only one E. So it makes sense. Well, fantastic. Well, that's the first thing we get to know about <laughs> you here on the meet the artist podcast is how to pr- uh, correctly pronounce your name. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. You got the first name right, which is also hard to do too. So Brianda. Yep. Elise. Feedy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to the Meet the Artist podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. That's the introduction I wish I had started with. <laughs> You'll just cut that out. <laughs> Brianda, you are a photographer, an artist, a designer here in Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, at first glance, your work feels like a modern day psychedelic uh, movie poster. And correct me if I'm off on the wrong path uh, yet again. But uh, it's just uh, a wonderful, unique aesthetic, and it is the reason why I've invited you in here to figure out what the heck is going on uh, behind your eyeballs uh, when you create this stuff. Um, Before I put too many words in your mouth, describe to us what it is that you do. 
Um, I think I just like to create a setting. I like to maybe make a dream world. I call it ataraxia. It's kind of dorky, but it's ataraxy means a state of bliss and uh, peace and calm. And that's what I wanted to, um, I guess, show the world is like a state of calmness. So that's what it is. It's a dream world. So this is your dream world that you are bringing out into the real world through yeah. your work, yeah. through, mm-hmm. through illustrations, through photography, through design. Mm-hmm. One of your latest uh, tricks is designing cell phone wallpaper. Oh, yeah. Which that I was, thought was pretty cool. Yeah, just for fun. I thought it'd be cool to, you know, make silly wallpapers for people to have. And then maybe they'll show their friends and then it'll help connect them to my work or something like that. I guess it wasn't my initial intention, but people kept showing it, like uh, screenshotting it on their story, which was cool because I felt like a community came together and supported me in this small way. And people love free stuff. People love free stuff. Just like this podcast, it's free. Uh, Your wallpaper uh, art is free. (laughs) What is it? um, How are you using your art to communicate ataraxia? Am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah, ataraxia. I got that word uh-huh. correct, but I couldn't get your last name correct. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, and just explain a little bit more about ataraxia. What is that to you? Yeah, um, it's just, um, it comes from Carl Jung and his idea of dream states and how we, he believes that we all are in the same dream state. So I'm trying to constantly show just a dream. And that's all that it is, is just like a fantasy, a break from reality is, you know, my favorite thing to take a second from the real world and go into fantasy. I think we could all use a little bit more of an escape sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what um, I, how I feel when I look at some of your work, your photographer, photography and in, in specifically has a very soft light quality to it. A lot of the times yeah. the point of focus is very narrow a lot of times so the viewer's eye is just focusing on your subject your intended subject you use uh, multiple exposures either in camera or in post-production a lot which contributes to the dreamlike atmosphere Mm -hmm. of your images yeah is that all um do you are you seeing that inside of your head and you're using your tools to make that a reality or is this more of a process of exploration as you go through the process? I'd say it's all just really impulsive and it just comes out and it's not really thought about a lot ahead of time. So it's just just instantaneous, kind of like the way you can't control a dream. It just happens and you don't know what really what's going on. It just comes out. <laughs> and I like to, that's something that you do that I think is interesting is you capture a person and they're, I guess, what they stand for, what they believe in. Whereas I'm just kind of capturing the essence of a person when I do take a picture of somebody. Um, So that's something I've always wanted to do more of is what you do where you capture humans, whereas I just captured ideas. Well, I think the best photojournalism captures the best of all of those worlds. Uh, You capture emotion, you capture a person's uh, immediate reality, whether where that whether that be their environment, their state of mind. Um, so I, I just use less post-production 
tricks that there you won't see any uh, yeah. uh multiple exposures or oh, yeah. uh any posed shots unless yeah. it's a, a portrait for a news story. Yeah. Um so I think there's a lot more uh, alike than there are differences yeah. in, mm-hmm. in those two types of photography. Um we first met back in October of 2018 during yeah. one of Art the scene. art scenes yeah. exactly mm-hmm. i had just wandered in off of the uh, cold and rainy streets mm-hmm. to that uh, corner shop on what is that main street and yeah. state yeah where the gallery was happening mm-hmm. uh that was pretty cool i did not uh, know anything or know much about you or the um group of artists that you were displaying with the fringe arts syndicate yeah. folks mm-hmm. so that was really cool uh, what was that show like for you as a participant yeah um as a participant as an artist in the show i felt like we came together as a community and it's all kind of rogue you know we just set up a situation the art show the venue and laura is really good at you know kind of putting this like a party together and it feels more like a party than it does feel like an art show or a um you know you know we're not here to sell i felt like we're always there to just kind of hang out and be together and talk with people that are similar minded and things like that so yeah folks were in uh, um plague masks and smudging oh, yeah. other mm-hmm. participants mm-hmm. uh i think uh, jesus correa was dancing with a a, a blimp size uh c- conglomeration of balloons that he had put together mm-hmm. definitely uh, more of a party setting where you can feel open and able to do something like that and not be judged by it I think that was the beautiful or is the beautiful part of art scene when you get a whole bunch of creative people in one place at one time. It uh, it's almost a real life ataraxia. Yeah. Oh, totally. For you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must have been really cool to see some of those uh, uh, uncontrollable dreamlike experiences happen <laughs> in real life. Yeah. There. Just act your impulses and do whatever you feel. Let's talk about your early years. Do you come from an artsy family? Um, no, but my dad, who I don't think I'm a lot alike, but I just realized that he's constantly working on a project, whether that is put a bathroom in the basement or, you know, build a deck. It doesn't mean he always finishes it. And I'm like him in that way, too. But he is constantly working on something. And that's where I get it from, I think. That was a great self-description there. You are very prolific, and that's one of the reasons I invited you on to the Meet the Artist podcast. Uh, You seem to be turning around new stuff, new ideas constantly, whether that's on Instagram, uh, your website, um, in a gallery, somewhere like that. You're always – it seems like you're always working on a project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does your brain ever turn off? Yes. It does. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. Yep. <laughs> Your yep. brain turns yep. off all Completely. the Completely. <laughs> so, but I do like to work on something and that's what makes my brain be able to pause for a second because I feel self-satisfied that I am working on something because you can't feel good about yourself unless you are. I can't relax fully if I don't have, you know, if I don't feel good about what I'm working on or what I'm doing. So. Is it, that a one way you avoid burnout? Or the creative, yeah. uh, uh, you know, lack of creativity in your yeah. life. And it helps that it's not my main job and it's not like I do it for money. It's, so I'm not desperate for money at all. It's just a, a means of exploration and peace of mind. So 
you mentioned your father. What uh, and and uh, and by extension, your childhood. Um, I'm assuming you're not living at home anymore. No, you're a grown adult. <laughs> yes. But going back in the wayback machine here, what is your <laughs> earliest creative memory you can share with us? Um, would probably be watching anime. Oh, that was a big precursor for who I am today is watching anime and like, especially Miyazaki films. And I used to try to make my own comics, which is big and why I started art. I'm not very good at making comics, but it was a, you know, an exploration of creativity. Well, talk about a fantasy world. Uh, yeah. You can make anything happen in a narrative sense in comics. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't picked up that medium. Yeah, actually, I thought about it. It would be, um, I'm not, I'm just not sure how to go about it. And I'm not sure I'm ready to sit there and draw for hours, but uh, maybe short little comics um, that explain a, dr a dream world. And it won't exactly have a narrative, but a story. So uh, we've ex explained, uh, explored a little bit of your early years here. Um, what are you excited about now, though? Um, I am excited because I spent a lot of time um, with computers making art. Um, I'm excited to work with tools and not use computers. I've been painting a lot lately and working with LinoCut, um, printmaking, which I really like and it's also kind of jarring because if I mess up, there's no undo button, which is what I'm very much used to. And I like that now I have a confirmed like mode of action. So when I do something, I have to really consider it and think it through before doing it. Now, um, I want to explain the Enneagram project. Oh, yeah. Am I saying that word correctly? It, I think it's Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What the heck is that? It's prominent on your website, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but uh, I think um, uh, our listeners need to be introduced to this because it's a pretty big endeavor for you. Yeah. Um, what's going on there? Um, the Enneagram is um, it's personality type, so it's different than Myers Briggs. Whereas the Myers Briggs kind of puts you in a in a box and it says you are you know INFJ and this is who you are, and I hate that because I'm not always introverted. I, I am mostly, but um, the... Um, when your brain's working and yeah. when it's not turned off completely. Yes, yes. Um, the Enneagram has um, nine types and then they have... Um, so I'm a type nine and um, in stress, they will, you know, go to a, a different type or, or in growth, they'll go to a different type. And I like that idea that you're constantly growing. So a like a fully grown type nine will be a better type nine. It's, it's just... Um, different than putting you in a corner and um, there's more personality exploration. So we've covered a little bit of your childhood and what you're excited about. Now we are in the Wayback machine fast forwarding. What are you looking forward to now? Um, you already asked me that. I was, I asked you what you're excited about. Oh, what am right I looking now? forward yeah, to? So in the future, things that haven't even happened yet. Um, can you tell us what is going to happen, first of all, and which lottery numbers we should purchase? Mm. But then what's uh, coming down the road for you? Do you have new projects that you haven't announced yet? Or Yeah. Um, so the Enneagram is the nine types, um, but that's based on these archetypes that Carl Jung created called um, uh, the um, sh shadow work, which sounds kind of dorky, but um, it's called shadow work and it's four archetypes where there's warrior, sovereign, magician, lover. And I was going to go through those archetypes and create art 
for each archetype that he has set. And I think um, they're sub archetypes as well. So that's my next project, which is basically the Enneagram again, but um, more, I like the, um, the titles. I think it's, it'd be fun to explore, you know, magician and those kind of ideas, because that kind of goes along with my ataraxia land <laughs> characters it within. So there are actual, actual characters that resemble folks that humans might recognize in your um ataraxia series yeah i think okay. yeah i think so and it's coming it's coming together in a small soft way but yeah there will be characters and it's just the archetypes within and technically that's in real life we there's a magician lover warrior sovereign in all of us one common theme I have recognized in a lot of um, illustrators is to illustrate the cards of tarot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's a very popular theme, mm -hmm. and it's, it's it. wonderful. I think Laura Gomel yeah. of 317 Art Collective has just produced a wonderful series. Yeah, they're really good. They are. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. Um, and, um, and, and, and so that's not a... Uh, unique theme to explore. How does the Ataraxia and Enneagram series differ from uh, illustrating something like tarot cards? I would say it's not very, it's not too much different other than the Ataraxia is kind of my own world that I'm trying to create and every art piece is supposed to be a piece of it. So I guess um, that's the only difference I could think of. But I mean, they have similar themes, which is, you know, magic and mystery and, you know, a, a deeper, a bigger force that we can't see. So I, I'd say that that's the common theme. So. Okay. We have name dropped quite a few of Rockford's prolific and uh, local famous locally famous artist in town uh is there anybody that we haven't mentioned that you are really excited about watching them develop or oh, seeing yeah. what they're coming up with yeah. next yeah i really appreciate this question because there there are um summer wagner she's a she's a director and she's making videos in rockford i don't know if you've heard about her but she's got a really great brain and i can't wait to see what it produces and then karen burke i don't know if you know her either but she makes um art using office supplies so um since she works at a bank she just creates that together and then she also does things in rockford like dance and um pole dancing uh, like a class that she has in beloy and she just does everything um and just takes everything on so those are two people i think you should look out for summer wagner has just released a music video for an artist which is uh can be found on youtube right now for the life of me i can't remember the name um but uh i, I know her name yeah and she summer. can be found wandering mm -hmm. around downtown yeah mm-hmm um, wonderful. So we've got those names to look out for. So Brianda, I've asked you here on meet the artist because you are quite prolific and, uh, your brain, your, your fingers, uh, never seem to stop moving, even though you claim your brain, uh, does from time <laughs> to time, all of that is totally understandable. Um, but because you are so prolific in the Rockford art scene, I think you will have, uh, some wonderful things to say in response to my next question, where do you think the future of the Rockford art scene is headed? Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of, there's more openness than there was before. There's acceptance and um, people are 
really supportive. Whereas I don't think before people were closed off to it, um, just not as accepting. And I feel like people have open arms about it. Um, I like that small businesses are working with local artists. Octane had, um, I think, several people, Jenny, Jeremy, and Liz all come together and make their, you know, their sign out front. And I, I love that about it. I think more businesses are going to support local artists that they haven't before. I had been roaming around the studios at Mainframe where Jeremy is and 317 Art Collective where Jenny Matthews is, two artists that just collaborated with Octane to make some signage out front. It didn't occur to me until their public announcement uh, and installation of those sign letters out front. It didn't occur to me that the the trinkets and the, the random letters and paint supplies that I saw in their studios were actually working towards that project, yeah. that signage for Octane there yeah. on North Main Street. Uh, so that was really cool uh, realization yeah. to see that uh, much collaboration between yeah. businesses mm -hmm. and artists. Yeah, that's what I think is going to be. the the. I think it would be honestly uncool now if a business were to not support a local artist. I think that's the way it's headed. You've thrown down the gauntlet now. Yeah. We've, we've laid the uh, the, the line there. That's the uncool it. label. There we go. You, you, you're uncool if you're not... Uh, Working with local business uh, businesses and local artists. So, uh, apart from business collaboration, what else can the gatekeepers of the Rockford art scene do to foster even more art here in town? Um, I'd say um, there's plenty of art shows. I think more, um, you know, community events would be great. Um, just um, the what you're doing is great where you showcase individual artists um, without discrimination. You just I've seen you interview all types of artists. Um, I think that's I mean that we could just keep doing that, showcasing each other, sharing each other's work, attending art shows, things like that. Great. Now, um, before I wrap up this conversation, I want to I want you to hang with me for one more segment mm -hmm. uh, that I do with all of my guests. Oh, yeah. I troll and scroll their Instagram feeds <laughs> for an intriguing image that uh, whose whose backstory just demands to be told. Yeah. And as we alluded to at the top of the show, your artwork can get pretty uh, psychedelic mm -hmm. and trippy and otherworld like dare I say dreamlike is probably better descriptor there. Um, it so, all works. <laughs> good. Then we're on the right path here. I hope our listeners are following along. So I've uh, gone to your Instagram feed and you can be found there at gazelle. Yeah. Am I saying that word correctly? Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't have a pr pr correct pronunciation. And, and, and I'm, stuttering here because uh her instagram feed is uh or her name is uh g z h e l yeah that it's actually a i used to be into ceramics and it's a type of pottery it's um you'll see it it's um white with blue markings it's very swedish and russian you'll see you'll see that around like everywhere and so um that's what that name means this show is quickly becoming Scott's new vocabulary show, so I appreciate it. But you can be found on Instagram at Gazelle. And I've scrolled down to a recent post from August 12th. It uh, uh, appears to be a double exposure 
image with a very shallow depth of field. Um, the there it's a portrait of a woman standing in some trees and ferns and giving a very Amazonian look into the camera here. The caption simply reads fern emoji Angie. <laughs> and um, I'll show this image to you right now. Oh, yeah. Explain to mm -hmm. us what's going on in that image. Um, that's taken with my Fuji film camera, um, my Fuji film X1. And it's um, amazing because you could just take a multiple ex exposure right on the camera. And that setting often accidentally gets open. So I'll take a photo and I'm like, oh, it's time to do a multiple exposure, which actually explains a lot of my process um, as how I make art because it's all just sort of impulsive and happens on the spot. So um, that's just uh, my friend Angie in the woods. <laughs> That's that's all there is to it. So you've just taken a photo walk with a friend and your camera accidentally trips into this multiple exposure mode? Yeah, sometimes. Um, but that was the goal this time to do multiple exposures. Yeah. Um, it's just a walk in the woods with with a friend. That's wonderful. That's where I think some of the most um, creative ideas come from when you're in a comfortable element like nature yeah. with friends and people mm -hmm. you love. Yeah. Uh, the magic just sorts of tends to happen there yeah and uh, as a successful artist you were able to recognize and record that inherent beauty yeah. in our everyday mm -hmm. life yeah i think it's important to do so brianda feedy is photographer artist illustrator designer in rockford illinois thank you so much for coming in no to thank the, you for having me thanks for coming into the register star newsroom this has been a pleasure thank you Meet the Artist is made possible through the journalism of the Rockford Register Star. The episode's theme music is called Deliberate Thought by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and Filmmusic.io and is used under a Creative Commons by 4.0 license. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.